Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministries with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge your character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're also the assistant pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where the leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the co-founder, and the senior pastor is Pastor Oshibal Hardin. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday, actually every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time. You can call into this number, 917-388-4161, and listen to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their location every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World, Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org. That's comingtothelight.org. Thank you once again for calling in. And before we get into the word, we're going to hear a song. Amen. Oh 
Hallelujah. Victory belongs to you, God. And because the victory belongs to God, because what Jesus did on the cross, now victory belongs to us. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. That's where the victory is. The victory is in Jesus. Not in us. Not in the things that we can do. Not in the things that we can say. Not in the things that we may put our trust in someone else. But the victory is only in Jesus. It belongs to him. So if anyone wants the victory, all they have to is accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're receiving everything that comes with him. Everything that comes with him. It's in him that we live and move and have our being. It's in him it says I can do all things through Christ. Through Christ it's in him. Which strengthens me. If any man be in Christ, in him, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Everything we need is in him. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, thank you once again for calling in. I want to go ahead and get into the word. Amen. He says, in the song, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, have the victory. You have the victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Coming out of the book of St. John. Book of St. John. The 16th chapter. 
We're going to be starting at verse 16. St. John, 16th chapter. Starting at verse 16. And it reads, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. Because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he said unto us? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, What is this that he said? A little while, we cannot tell what he said. Now, Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and ye shall see me? Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. The title of the message this morning is, A Little While, A Little While. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around about us, protecting us and keeping us in their care, God, watching over us, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy, keeping us from all harm and danger. And thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning. Hallelujah. To give us another opportunity to represent you. Hallelujah. Glorify you. To praise you. To worship you, Father. And for some, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you for your new mercies, Father. That came with this day. Your all sufficient grace Father. Thank you Father for your word. Your word that saves. Your word that heals. Your word that delivers Father. Your word that sets free. All those who are bound and captive. In what we call sin. Thank you Father for your son Jesus. Who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins. To stand in the gap for us, Father. To live a sinless life. And taking the sins of the world to the cross. To be crucified. To be sacrificed, Father. And thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. Hallelujah. But he went on a mission. To take the keys of hell from Satan. Stripping him of his power. 
And thank you, Father, for raising Jesus up on the third day. With all power in his hands. Hallelujah. And delegating that power to us. Saying, now this power that I have, I give unto you. Hallelujah. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And wherever you go, I am with you. Hallelujah. And thank you, Father, for receiving Jesus into heaven with his sinless, precious, conquering blood and giving us the victory, Father. And thank you for seating him on your right hand where he's ever interceding for us. And thank you, Father, for Holy Spirit who you sent to be our helper, our comforter, our guide, our teacher. Thank you for you, Almighty God, our Father, who art in heaven. Thank you, Father, for considering us, for creating us, for calling us your own, God. And now, Father, we receive your word. Help us to apply to our lives, to make it personal, Father. That as we live, our lives will speak for us. And that someone may see us and ask, what must I do to be saved? Hallelujah. We thank you and we praise you, Father. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the victory, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. A little while. This was Jesus talking to his disciples. And he was telling them that a little while. You shall see me. And again, a little while, you shall not see me. He was telling them about the events of him going to the cross and then being raised from the grave. Let's look at it in go look at it in the in the message translation. John sixteen chapter. Starting at verse sixteen in the message translation. And it reads In a day or so you're not going to see me. But then in another day or so you will see me. 
that stirred up a hornet's nest of questions among the disciples. What's he talking about? In a day or so, you're not going to see me. But then in another day or so, you will see me. And because I'm on my way to the Father. What is this day or so? We don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they were dying to ask him what he meant. So he said, are you trying to figure out among yourselves what I meant when I said in a day or so, you're not going to see me, but then in another day or so, you will see me? Then fix this firmly in your mind. You're going to be in deep mourning while the godless world throws a party. Listen to that. He says, you're going to be in deep mourning while the godless world throws a party. You'll be sad, very sad, but your sadness will develop into gladness. So he went on to explain by saying, when a woman gives birth, she has a hard time. There's no getting around it. But when the baby is born, there is joy in the birth. This new life in the world wipes out memory of the pain. The sadness you have right now is similar to that pain. But the coming joy is also similar. When I see you again, you will be full of joy. And it will be a joy no one can rob you from. You will no longer be so full of questions. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I reveal to you. Ask in my name according to my will, and he'll most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be a river overflowing its banks. I've used figures of speech in telling you these things. Soon I'll drop the figures and tell you about the Father in plain language. Then you can make your request directly to him in relation to this life. I've revealed to you. I won't continue making requests of the Father on your behalf. I won't need to because you've gone out on a limb, committed yourselves to the love and trust in me, believing I came directly from the Father. The Father's love, the Father loves you directly. First, I left the Father and arrived in the world. Now I leave the world and travel to the Father. So this is what Jesus was sharing with them. He was explaining to them that he has to go to a place. 
because that's why he came to earth. He came to earth to go to the cross. But his disciples couldn't, they, they couldn't understand him at that time. So they questioned, what, what, what does he mean that we, in a little while, we, we won't see him, but then in a little while, we will see him again. So that's why he explained to them, this is what I'm saying. And then in verse 29, his disciples said, finally, you're giving it to us straight in plain talk. No more figures of speech. Now we know that you know everything. It all comes together in you. Let's say that again. It all comes together in you. In Jesus, everything comes together. All of the chaos, all of the disorder, all of the ruckus. In Jesus, everything comes together. Hallelujah. So if everything is chaotic, if everything is out of order, if everything is in disarray, if everything is just falling apart, I dare you to get in Jesus. Because in Jesus, everything comes together. You won't have to put up with our questions anymore. We're convinced you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you finally believe? In fact, you're about to make a run for it. Saving your own skin and abandoning me. But I'm not abandoned. The Father is with me. I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. He's preparing them. He, he, he's encouraging them. He, he's equipping them. In this godless world, this is what Jesus called it, says, in this godless world, and, and, and that's, that's how we have to see it. We have to see the world like Jesus sees it. And that's, that's the problem a lot of people, they don't see the world like Jesus sees it. The Bible says to be a friend with the world is to be enmity with God. It says, come out from among them. Be ye 
separate. That seems to be so difficult, so hard for a lot of people to want to be liked. Some even want to be loved by the world. Jesus said, the world hated me. So because the world hated me, they will hate you. The world is supposed to hate those who are, quote unquote, Christians, followers, believers, in Christ Jesus. The world is is supposed to hate you. That's why some actually call those who are really living the life of a Christian, they're called haters. So the question is, how does the world see you? I'm going to leave that question there. Are you a friend of the world? Or does the world hate you? It says, in this godless world, See, we're, we're, we're in this godless world, but we're not of it. We're not a part of it. We should be impacting this godless world. This, this, this world of darkness. We're supposed to be the light posing the darkness. But a lot of people are blending in with the darkness. I mean, just picture that. Picture a light. A light bulb. Going into. A dark room. A light bulb. 
a bright light bulb going into a pitch dark room. But when it goes into that pitch dark room, room stays dark. Imagine that. Picture that. That's what a lot of people are doing. They're blending in with the world. Those who are in Christ Jesus, those who are who, who, who are claiming to be saved, they're supposed to stand out. They're blending in. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulty. You will continue to experience difficulty. But take heart. I've conquered the world. Let's look at that, that last scripture. Verse 33. St. John 16. Verse 33. Let's look at that in the Amplified Bible. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. That it says in me. This is Jesus speaking. He's, he, he, he's giving us answer. He says, in me, you shall have perfect peace. And confidence. That's another thing. So many people are fearful. Perfect peace and confidence. Afraid of what the world is going to think. Afraid of what the world is going to say. Afraid of what the world is going to do. One thing about Jesus. He was not bothered by the world. Because he had perfect peace. Let's look at this. Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah 26 chapter, the third verse. And it reads, 
thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Listen to that. Says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Not on the cares of the world. Not, not on the chaos. Not on the, 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 the challenges that we face daily. But whose mind is stayed on thee. Let's look at this in the Amplified Version. Isaiah 26, third verse in the Amplified Bible. And it reads, You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, its inclination and character, the mind is its its awareness and its reaction its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. Confidence. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him. Lean on him. Hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. That's why I said over in John 16, chapter, verse 3, verse 33. says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence, hoping. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustrations. It comes with being in the world because it's a godless world. So, so in this godless world, you have tribulation. You have trials. You have distresses. You have frustration. 
but be of good cheer. Glory to God. Be of good cheer. Take courage. You got to take courage. Courage is not going to come to you. You have to take it. Take courage. Be confident. Be confident. Confidence is a being. I am confident. That's being confident. Be confident, certain. Undaunted, unfazed, unraveled. And Jeremiah says, set your face like a flint. Listen to this. Jesus says, for I have overcome the world. If, 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 if we really understood these words, he said, for I have overcome the world. Listen to this. I have deprived it of power. To harm you and have conquered it for you. So, so that that's what he's saying when he says, "I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. It has no power." To harm you. All about how you see it. How you perceive it. It's in the mind. That's why it says he will keep them in perfect peace. And confidence. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Keep your mind on him. Because I have deprived it of power to harm you. And have conquered it for you. We have the victory. If, if, if we just walk in this. In, in 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 this what Jesus has done 
overcome the world. Let's look, let's look at this. Let's go. Go back to Isaiah. Isaiah the 54th chapter. Isaiah the 54th chapter. We're going to start in verse 14. Verse verse 17 is 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 the one that's 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 mostly quoted. And only the beginning of verse 17 is quoted. Not all of it. Let's as a matter of fact. Let's look at it. Verse verse, verse 17. Isaiah, the 54th chapter, in verse 17. And it reads, no weapon. Boy, you hear those words. People start shouting. No weapon. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of people just stop there. No weapon, hallelujah, but it says no weapon that is formed against thee. And see, a lot of people don't even understand that. It says no weapon that is formed against thee. So it it, it doesn't mean that the weapons are not going to be formed against thee. Because in this world, remember, we should have tribulation. We should have trials. We should have challenges. We should have distresses. We should have frustrations. So the weapons are going to form. But no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. See, we don't even hear that part. The only thing we hear is, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Period. Exclamation point. But that's not it. It goes on to say, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, listen to this, thou shalt condemn. Not God. Not the angels. Not Jesus. Not Holy Spirit. But you, you shall condemn. Wow, a lot of people don't even know this. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It comes with it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. 
let's look at this in the Amplified Bible. Isaiah 54th chapter. We're going to start at verse 14. And it reads, listen to, listen to these words. This, this is God speaking. Matter of fact, this is God speaking. And he starts off by saying, you shall establish yourself in righteousness. Says you shall establish yourself in righteousness. Rightness in conformity with God's will and order. That's what righteousness is. Decently and in order. In conformity with God's will and his order. You shall be far from even the thoughts of oppression or destruction. Listen to that. So you shall be far from the thought of oppression or destruction. For you shall not fear. Mm. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Listen to that. There's no need to fear. Because you're in righteousness. Because you shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction. So there's no need to fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. See, this, this is the one that people should, should quote. I shall not fear because my thoughts are far from oppression and destruction. And I should not be afraid or, 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 or terrorized because it shall not even come near me. It says, behold, they may gather together and stir up strife, but it is not from me. This is God speaking. They're going to come together and stir up strife, but it's not from me. Whoever stirs up strife, Listen to this. Whoever stirs up strife against you shall fall and surrender to you. But we're not quoting this. A lot of people don't even know this because they focus on something else. This is the full benefit package that I'm reading. It says, Behold, they may gather together and stir up strife, but it is not from me. Against you shall fall and surrender. Shall fall and surrender to you. Now look at this. It says, Behold, I have created the smith who blows on the fire of coals and who produces a weapon 
for its purpose. So, so, so this, this is what God has said. I created the smith who blows on the fire of coals. If, 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 if you've seen that before, you, 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 you've seen some, someone with a device that's blowing on the coals, and the coals are getting redder and orange and yellow. As hot as can be. Blows on the fire of coals. And who produces a weapon. For its purpose. Weapons. Are created. For purposes. Understand that. They're created for purposes. And that purpose is judgment. Weapons are created for judgment. And I have created the devastator to destroy. So the one who has the weapon, they use it to destroy. That's called judgment. Weapons are for a reason. They have a purpose. Now look at verse 17. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. See, 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 now you have that understanding of, of, of why the weapons are created. That's why it says no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, listen to this, you shall show to be in the wrong. That's your job. Oh, they, they always talking about me. They always making false accusations against me. Okay. But when that happens, not, not if, but when that happens, you shall show to be in the wrong. By how you live. By how you live. Says this peace. Righteousness. Security. Triumph. Over opposition. Is the heritage. Of the servants. Of the Lord. Listen to this. This is what comes with this benefit package. Peace, righteousness, security, and triumph 
over the opposition. Is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It, it's a heritage. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. Who is the ideal servant of the Lord? In here, it's, it, it's the, the word servant is capitalized. The ideal servant of the Lord is Jesus. He came to reproduce. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtained from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. That's the full, that, that, that's the completeness of this scripture. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment, I shall condemn. I shall show to be in the wrong. Because this righteousness, security, peace, triumph, It's my heritage is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. The righteousness is of God. Our vindication is from God. He's impart imparted imparted it to us as our justification. This, this, this is what justify means. Justify. We've been justified. It means just if I'd never sinned. That's what justification is. Just as we've never sinned. So so if 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 we've been justified, then the weapons that are formed against us shall not prosper because they're only created for judgment. Let's end it here. St. John, St. John, 13th chapter, St. John 13, we'll start at verse 33, this is Jesus, he says, little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. 
So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye love one to another. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterward. Listen to that. He, 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 told, he told Peter, where I'm going, you can't follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. Wow. Wow. Then then Peter asked him. Peter said unto him, Lord, why can why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Listen to Peter talking big. Jesus, I'll die for you. I'll lay down my life for you. Jesus answered him. Would thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. As we know, Peter denied Jesus three times. And then he heard that rooster crowing, which brought guilt, shame. Remorse. Listen to this. It says, This is Jesus speaking. I will be with you, but this day, and I will be crucified. And remain dead for three whole days. This is what Jesus was telling him. He said, I will be with you, but this day and then I will be crucified and remain dead for three whole days. Then you will see me. Because remember, Jesus appeared to them in the room after he had risen. I say to you, when I do finally go, you cannot follow. But I will come back. For you later. That's what Jesus is telling him. He says. When I do finally go. You cannot follow. 
but I will come back to you later. And now he's giving us access to the Father. St. John 14, chapter, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. So he's going to prepare a place for us. But he will come again. Receive us unto himself. That where he is, we may be also. Glory to God. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye anything in my name, I would do it. And 
And see, a lot of people speak about love. God is love. All we need is love. Listen to this. Jesus says, if ye love me, keep my commandments. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Verse 18 says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. A little while. Jesus says, where I'm going, you can't go now. But I'm preparing a way. I'm giving you access. So when I come back, when you see me again, Where I am, ye shall be also. A little while. Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us of not only who Jesus is. But why he came. He came. To give us access. To you. He came to prepare the way. He came to. Be the example. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for allowing him to not only go to the cross, but to go to hell for us. But not only go to hell, but to receive him in heaven. With his sinless, precious, conquering blood. Giving us the victory. Hallelujah. Because he conquered the world. 
Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Little while. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministries. With Brother Norman Woodard.